Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. They're longtime friends. Let me tell you something real quick about Dibs that I'm sure not everybody knows. <laughs> and first-time partners. Hang in there, big guy. There'll be brighter days ahead. Now these two homegrown Bay Area boys finally come together to take over sports talk. Get the hell off of my doorstep. Major League Baseball, you stink. It's Willard and Dibs. <laughs> 95-7, the game. Yeah, Brock or Flock? Uh, 888-957-957. Let's have some fun today on this. No, I love that. Let's get ready for the game, right? Here we go. And, and listen, I'm not scared. It's not an excuse. Um, and I know that fans, because we get so fired up about football, like some of you fans might be digging the idea that it's supposed to rain sideways tomorrow. You're like, yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I'm hard. I got a hood. And you're going to be like, I'll stand out in this. Let, let, I'm kind of bummed for everybody. Like, <laughs> We would wait all the way to get to this whole thing. And you're going to be drenched. Look, take it from somebody who was outside at Soldier Field this you were year. Fine. I was fine. Yeah, I had Soaked. one of them. I had one of them. Uh, were you like slicker for 24 hours, dude? I'm telling you. <laughs> for those of you who weren't here with us at that time, S-O-F like SOF wet. The shoes that I wore at Soldier Field. That was on a Sunday, and I flew back that night. So the shoes had to be on what was what felt like a three-mile walk from Soldier Field back to downtown Chicago after the game. Then shower, pack up, get everything into a suitcase while it's soaking wet. Then fly home, take it out, try to air those shoes out. Dibs, it was Thursday before they were dry. <laughs> it was Thursday before those shoes were dry. So it's a thing. And it does change the game in this way. It's not about, oh, it's an equalizer or it's an excuse. It's none of those things. To me, what it does is it ups the importance of the first half. Here's why. What you don't want to do when there's weather, and you saw it in Chicago, you don't want to be behind. That's the deal. It makes it very hard to come back. So the 49ers, for me, this changes the intensity of the first quarter, if you will. The second quarter, you do not want to fall behind, and then one of those T-storms hits, and then all of a sudden, we're up to 15 and 20-mile-an-hour gusts with a rookie quarterback and a a double-digit deficit. That's the situation the 49ers have got to stay out So do you change the way you go about it in terms of the coin toss? Because Kyle Shanahan loves to defer. He loves to get the ball to start that third quarter. And I don't think that he will change his approach because of the weather. And if you look at the hourly forecast, uh, it's rain from... Oh, geez. The whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Thunderstorms come at 4 o'clock, so you might get some heavier wind later in the game, but it's going to be sloppy. And I do think that weather 
is a little bit of an equalizing factor in this game. Not necessarily that the Niners can't play in the rain and Seattle can play in the rain, but the the possibility of a turnover sure. goes up in bad weather. But for and them too. If there are, but if there are more turnovers, if the game gets a little bit yeah. crazy, it helps the underdog, in my opinion. I guess, just because it, at a certain point, it's like you stop thinking about the team and the uniforms and who's a better player, and you're just like, okay, these are all just people running around in the rain. Trying to hold on to a slippery Trying to hold on to a slippery ball. And so, right, like no matter how good your routes are, like if you can't run them, if you can't, you know, I mean, Mike Holmgren said it yesterday. Yesterday, it's an advantage for the offense um, because they know where they're going. Well, I, I, you know, I mean, that the Seahawks have really good receivers, too. They got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, you know what I mean? And so um, could a big play happen? Could a fumble in your own red zone happen? Sure. And I guess that's equalizing, although it can yeah. go it can go the other direction, too. And the Seahawks could fumble at their own seven, and the 49ers go up 14 to nothing, and then the Seahawks are hosed. Yeah. So I, I guess all that's true for me, though, it just, like football, how many times, here's what would worry me if I were a 49er fan, and I am, right? You, you, you got four quarters, and the 49ers have shown, in fact, I even heard a caller on the post last week say the 49ers are showing that same characteristic that great warrior teams have had the last 10 years, which is third quarter. That's ours. Exactly. And so if it's tied at half, you know, a team can hang with you for a half, even if they're not that good. But in the third quarter, we're going to make our adjustment. We're going to come out. We're going to punch you. We're going to take this game. And the 49ers have been very good at that. Well, now you sort of turn the game potentially into a little bit more like a two-and-a-half quarter game. Right. And are the Seahawks able to hang in there that long? That's what helps the underdog because, again, if the T-Storms are coming at 4 o'clock, and the goal is don't fall behind because it's hard to throw in weather. Right. It ups the intensity of the first half of this football game. And that's game. what happened in Chicago. You were there. I was watching on TV. They were in some control of the game. Then the big play happened. They fell behind. And then the real weather came right. in. And I, it's easy for me to say the real weather because I was watching. Uh, I think I was under a blanket. I might have been under two blankets Dude, with intense. my two-week-old baby, by the way. <laughs> yep. I was in my own little co- cozy cocoon of new parenthood. Well, whenever and was, I was thinking about you out there, and I'm like, oh, my God, now it's really raining, and oh, the Niners were down. And I was thinking about you, because every time I would be getting hit in the face and my wallet was literally almost about to disintegrate, <laughs> it was so wet in my pocket, I just can you know what? <sighs> At least I can go home and sleep tonight. And, right. right? I'm like, Dibs is tougher than me. Dude. He's got a baby. So if he can handle that, then I can handle this. Look at you. And my friend, I still told you that story. I, we, we were in a group, like we were in two different groups where we yeah. were sitting. There's a group of about five or six of us. And when it was evident that the 49ers were not going to win, um, the whole group was like, let's roll. Let's get to dry ground. And I turned and looked at them, and they all ran for the, under the, you know, down under, under the concessions. And I'm like, wimps, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. And one other friend looked at me and goes, you're right. And we stood right there and we took it. And, and good we for you. took it from the Bears fans. We took it from the weather. You went all that way to go to, the, to a game right. against the Bears Soldier at Soldier Field. Field. I'm never going to yeah. be at Soldier Field again. Yeah, no one will be. Yeah, exactly. Gonna be gone. It's going to be gone. I, I think when we look at this game and we're going to get into it all throughout the show, we have great guests, your calls, 888-957-9570. When I think about pressure the pressure is on Kyle Shanahan more than it is Brock Purdy of, I I, I agree opinion. with that I agree with that I think the pressure is on, on Kyle Shanahan more than any other player on this team and it's on but it's on Brock Purdy more than Geno Smith 
Agreed. Like, like the whole 49 organization has the pressure. Yeah, as the favorite, yeah. The, Se- the Seahawks yeah. have none. And I'll agree with you that this is, um, th- this is a Shanahan thing. But you also wonder, for instance, if you are, as you call him, a laminated play sheet. Oh, I love that thing. How much of it can you use if it's driving rain sideways? Like, that's the other sort of equalizer is, does it take away some of what you want to go do? So, all fair questions. Um, So glad you're with us on YouTube and Twitch on the chat. As Dibs mentioned, 888-957-9570 and the Xfinity Mobile text line. Rocking and rolling as well. It is a football Friday. Jeff Hostetler is joining us in 34 minutes. Backup quarterbacks winning the Super Bowl. We'll see if he's still got his mustache. That's going to be my first question. (laughs) Okay. Nick Costas is going to help us uh, with all of your numbers and your lines going into the weekend. So he's on the show as well. But let's get into this coming up next. 888-957-9570. Brock or Flock? This 49er streak. Is it because more of Brock or is it because of the whole flock, the entire roster? We started that debate yesterday. We continue it today. It's all sponsored by CalHope.org and tune into Warriors Live 95.7 The Game presented by Xfinity. Supercharge your home with supersonic Wi-Fi, unbeatable internet only from Xfinity, the Warriors in San Antonio tonight. Your call's next on Willard and Dibs. Now back to Willard and Dick. Take it away, Mark. All right, Steph. Back in action and breaking records tonight, maybe, right? Like, what are they looking for at the Alamo Dome? One billion people or something like that supposed to show up to this game tonight? They're going to try to break the world record for uh, for people at a hoops game or a sporting event or whatever, whatever they're doing. Um, Look, if the Warriors want to do anything on this road trip, I would suggest winning tonight. Uh, This thing's only going to get tougher. And so there's a little bit of a mental thing, I think, going on in the Warrior game tonight as well, which is... Look, you're you're three and sixteen on the road. Right? Can you win games away? Can you get back to five hundred? And can you sort of provide yourself a little wiggle room with what's about to come and a five game road trip that's going to end with a back to back in Boston and Cleveland that feels very hard. And I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Steph Curry helping out the cause. He bought a suite. At the Alamo Dome for tonight's game. Good for him. I'm not sure if he's going to fill it with your various curries, uh, spicy, mild, and the rest of them. Right. But uh, he <laughs> bought a suite to try to make sure that San Antonio can get that record. Uh, That's just how good a guy he is. But you mentioned the road trip, Mark, at San Antonio, then a day off Chicago. To me, those both should be wins. But then it's the Wizards on the second half of a back-to-back. And then Boston and Cleveland on the back-to-back. I hate to say this, but... Two and three? Would, would you take two and three right now? I mean, kind of is that what was. we are, right? <laughs> I think it You know what's Over weird? Over two and a half wins on this road trip. Oh, if I'm predicting? If I think you're it'd betting. Be, I, I, if the you're going to liquidate if, all assets. The favorite would be under. The favorite would be under. Big time. Under two and a half. Like, Not listen, big time, but no, they're going to win two. I, I hope. They've only won three so far the whole year. They're going to beat San Antonio tonight. I hope so. They're going to beat the Bulls on Sunday. Uh, You're getting ahead of yourself. They're going to either beat the Bulls on Sunday or the Wizards on Monday. Okay, that's fine. That's two wins. But uh, but I I can fire right back and say I would bet right now they're going to lose in Boston and Cleveland. Both? 
So if that's your baseline for the road trip, and for me it is, again, a bet, not a hope, a bet. Right. Like I'm all Don't I'm we already do- have a box of donuts bet on something from uh, yesterday? That's the over-under on the Cowboy box okay, game. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's the, yeah. Yeah. We got a second box. Sport. <laughs> no, I remember we had a box of donut <laughs> yeah, bet, exactly. and I couldn't remember what it was. Do you want to do that? I, no, I don't want to do this because I don't. I'm not. I'm not over here rooting against the Warriors. No, I hope they go five and zero, oh, five and zero, oh, five and zero. Oh, one another bet, bet, bet. We can do the old, the old fashioned Dibley bet, which is punch in the arm. All right, fine. That's fine. I if could they never win, strike if, you. If they- and honestly, I wish I knew how to strike you. I, I was going to say, I, I can't. That's a four. I can't imagine you ever balling up your fist and hitting anyone. Oh gosh, and I even did. if you would, I don't know if I would be the number one pick for you. I, I'd I, probably be in your lottery. No. Of people you want to punch. No, you're not. You're on a big upswing right okay. now. <laughs> stock up, stock down. Stock, yeah. Stop. You got an upward bullet right now. You're doing good things. Look at me. Yeah. No, I think one time in my life I tried to hit somebody. One time. Like for real. Real, real. Middle school. Bowdage Middle School. Foster City, California. Put the Bowden Bowdage. Gosh, I even remember the kid's name. Not going to say it. Might still live in the Bay. Yeah. Not going to say it. Might looking for payback. Yeah. Did yeah. you hit somebody in class one time? No, he hit me. Oh, yeah. I got, I got <laughs> socked in, while I was sitting in an armchair by one of the biggest players on the football team. He was also a teammate of mine on the hoops team, and he was a friend of mine. Man. But I, I you know, I, I can get under people's skin sometimes. You? <laughs> Man. <laughs> I can't see that. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> High school version of me. High gotcha. school version gotcha. of me. Yeah, yeah. As we pivot, I got a mouth. Let's put it that way. I got a mouth. Kyle Shanahan is 4-2 and two in the playoffs as a head coach in the National Football League. If you lose to Seattle and you fall to 4-3, and three, I think that it, and again, this is not me saying fire Kyle right now. Kyle's a made man. He's a great coach, and I love that laminated play sheet. If you lose to Seattle, I don't care what the weather is, as a double-digit or darn near favorite in this spot, that is a really, really bad mark on his resume. Okay, so... That's all I'm saying. You're extending the conversation we're having the changeover, and let's let's do that. Because you pitted Bonte and I against you and Joe, and it felt uncomfortable. Well, actually... As much as I love Bonte. I I think that we were pitted against you guys, actually, but but it doesn't matter. The The point is this. If you want to say, like to me, it's kind of a, it, 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 I mean, it's a simple thing to say. Losing bad, if winning the good. lose, that's not good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're right. You're right. The problem is for me is when the word resume got used, I was triggered because I don't want to hear anymore about Kyle's resume because it makes it feel like you're heading down the road, not to fire him, but you're heading down the road of calling him a choke job. You're heading down the road of this ridiculous Big narrative choke that's been built through the years about Kyle Shanahan that he A, can't win the big game, or B, loses big leads in the fourth. We hang the dang Super Bowl around his neck, and he wasn't even the coach. He was the offensive coordinator for a team who watched another team score 30 points in a quarter and a half and were mad at the O.C., Like, that's weird. So the bottom line for me is this. I'll go with you and say, sure, if you lose a game as a 10-point favorite, that's bad. However, I'm just currently not available for the party that wants to get food and drinks and discuss Kyle's resume. 
and that he's huh, overrated and he's his genius and he can't win the big one. It's not even about firing him. It's about these labels that people want to use when they get frustrated. The Niners were to lose tomorrow. That would be frustrating. Yeah, yeah. But the, the, there yeah. is nothing to discuss about the head coach of the 49ers. There's nothing to see here. They've got one of the best, and that will be true no matter what happens tomorrow. No matter what. Yes, He's but one of the best coaches lose, in the game. If they lose, and already, Mark, there are, are only seven coaches in the history of the league who have won more playoff games without winning a Super Bowl. So he becomes... Oh, the can't-win-the-big-one guy. And if, honestly, if they lose this game... Even if they win a couple of playoff games and they don't win the Super Bowl, he climbs that list. And these are not these are not things that I'm using to disparage him. He's a great coach. He's a top five coach in the league. He's an offensive genius. He's got a long-term deal, and he's not going anywhere. And thank God he's not going anywhere. For the first time since Jim Harbaugh, they have a real one at the helm of the San Francisco 49ers. I'm not saying that any of that is untrue. All I am saying is that until he wins a Super Bowl, he becomes Marv Levy. He becomes Dan Reeves, John Fox, Chuck Knox. These are all coaches with more playoff wins without the big one. Great coaches. Yeah. All of them. All of them. By the way, like Uncle Looney, one of our faithful, uh, faithful here on YouTube, what's wrong with being critical when it's warranted? Here's my response. It's not Warranted. We'll see. Is that we'll clear? See. Okay. No, you, your you, opinion. Right. My opinion. It's not warranted. And it's never been warranted. You can come in the next day and be mad at a play call. But my problem with the Kyle Shanahan discussion is it's always been from 10,000 feet and it should be on the ground level. Okay. If you're bothered, this is inherent about being a fan. If you're bothered by a play call. You're bothered by a game. You're bothered. How about an example? You're bothered. Right before halftime of the Super Bowl against the Chiefs, you're bothered that Kyle wasn't more aggressive with okay. Jimmy Garoppolo. Now that's a discussion. But too often for me, where the irrational fan takes this is to a place about job status or labels as a choker or somebody who's called a genius but he's actually not. This is all ridiculous. And, and so that's all I want to say. I do not have any interest in the conversation going there because we're sitting here literally having a, a discussion about something that hasn't even happened yet right. in the midst of a 10-game win streak. It, like, it's a nice I, little run. My response to what's wrong with criticism uh, when it's warranted is how come all of you aren't there to praise when it's warranted? Because that's reality. The conversation we're having about a loss tomorrow isn't even real yet. They might right. win by 30. They should win okay. by at least 10. So, I mean, we're sitting here right now like... And just, people have been praising just, him. I mean, talking about Coach of the Year. Mike Silver wrote the article, and many people have said... Kyle Shanahan should be or will be. He'll finish in the top three in Coach of the Year voting. I think that he should be Coach of the Year. They've won 10 in a row. He's on his third quarterback. They are crushing every single opponent <laughs> over this run with Brock Purdy. He's done an amazing job. All I'm saying, Mark, is if you think about the what if...
tomorrow. If you happen to come up on the losing end tomorrow in that spot, heavily favored. Not good. At home, it's beyond not good. No, no, it's just flat out not good. Like, people lose football games as favorites. They, they Like, it happens every year. Like, right now, I'll tell you a bet I'd love to do with you. I'd love to do a bet. Okay? Bet? Everybody who's got minus points in front of them this week will not win. There's going to be an upset. Of course. I mean, that's... What do you mean, of course? Why, of course? Because we talked about it yesterday. Underdogs against the spread, 65% since 2017. Win outright. No, I get that. Win outright. But you look... Okay, let's talk about the the double-digit or near-double-digit favorites. Is either one of them going to lose? Uh, well, there's three of them. Uh, right. If you if you add in, and I guess the, I don't know what Buffalo. is the what's the Bengals spread right now? It's not double digits, but it's uh, or is it? It's close. Buffalo is thirteen. I've got a nine, a thirteen, a hook, and a nine. Okay, so it is almost up to three double digits. Games, are any of those three teams going to lose? Now that's a bet I'd take. Maybe I wouldn't bet that. Yeah, of course. probably not. But it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me at all. The other games are one and a half, three, and two and a half. Yeah, those are those are tight games. And I would tell you that two of those underdogs are probably going to win. Who do you think that'll be? I think it'll you be... You think the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to win? Yes, I do. And, and you think Tampa's going to beat Dallas? If I had to pick a second, I would take uh, Tampa over Dallas. I'm not a believer in uh, the Giants yeah. over Minnesota. Me neither. Me neither. Yeah. I yeah. mean, as, as much Look. as I would love to, but... I just don't. I think Minnesota is so explosive that yeah. I think that they're going to win that game. They would cover that game, but Dallas given two and a half at Tampa. If you're telling me I get the goat at home and points, and points. I mean that's that's yeah. a bet I'd have to take. Yeah, I I, I get it. I, I I guess I just like this is this is the way uh, my my brain works. Like I it, it it bothers me in life when people have good stuff and they're not thankful for it. It bothers me. So I'm I don't, very thankful. Yeah, so I don't. Well, I'm not even necessarily just talking to you. You know what I'm talking about. Gosh, half of our YouTube chat right now is like it is warranted. No, it's not. No, it's not. Okay, you want to gather Steve Kerr and Steph Curry into this conversation as well and be like, remember that time you missed a shot? Like, what on earth are all of you really, really, actually saying and talking about? You got one of the best coaches in the game. You got two other teams in these playoffs that are on their third quarterback, and what's the deal with all of them? They're the double-digit underdogs. Right. Kyle's on his third quarterback, and he's the double-digit favorite. Well, this third-string like, quarterback's on. won five in a row, and six in a row if you give him credit yes. for when he came off the bench. So right. this is not Skyler Thompson, and this is not Anthony Brown. But Kyle doesn't get credit, some credit for that. Oh, can we give Kyle some effing credit? Okay. Thank Bro- you, Draymond. So Brock or Flock? No, so he gets credit. Absolutely. Okay. And I think... To me, it still is Flock. Brock has been great, but the Flock was good before Brock came on, and I believe they won five in a row before Brock became the starter, and they've run five in a row since he became the starter. So for me, it's more Flock than Brock. Okay, I knew that was going to lead to one of those for sure. All right, so... so Little Friday tick. Here here would be my number one response, and and like the true answer... more Brock than Flock. Well, more Brock than Flock, yes. However, I'm plenty of Flock. So, uh, right? Flock of seagulls here. (laughs) Because the the true answer, as is the case with so many debates, is going to lie somewhere in the middle. 
I think you'd be a crazy person to say that Brock Purdy could just, you know, like kind of Tom Brady did. Brady is such an exception where he does what he does for 20 years with the Patriots, and everyone is doing their version of Brock or Flock in New England, and it was, is it Brady or Bill? And, and Brady just gives such an affirmative answer on that by bailing out, going to Tampa Bay, which was not even considered a contender, and winning a damn Super Bowl and not even doing it out of the one seed. Like, won a game at Lambeau Field and then beat Patrick Mahomes. Like, that was as affirmative of an It was Brady, not Bill. Okay? But there's that doesn't mean Bill's a bad coach. Same thing here. I'm not going to tell you that Brock Purdy could go to the Chicago Bears next year and they'd win the Super Bowl. That's ridiculous. However, I'll also say this. To simply say, oh, this 49er roster is so stacked and Kyle is such a strong coach and play caller that Brock Purdy is just a guy who, who landed in a great spot and therefore, there are tons of quarterbacks who could come in and have the 49ers at 13 and 4. I, I'm, I'm so going to push back on that. And the most simplistic of stats is the answer. So you mentioned the Jimmy time. I'm going to give both of them the game they entered into the first quarter. doesn't go on their record. But I'm going to give Jimmy the Seattle game that he won 27 to 7. And I'm going to give Brock the Miami game that was won 33 to 17 or whatever it was. Okay? So if I give those guys that game, here's the flat-out fact. The 49ers with Jimmy Garoppolo as the quarterback averaged 23 points a game. With Brock, they averaged 33. So if you think it's all flock, I want you to call right now and explain to me what happened there. Why are they averaging 10 points more per game with fewer pick sixes, by the way, because Jimmy got a bunch of those. Why are they his averaging? Way. Yes, in his favor. Why are they averaging 10 points more per game since Brock Purdy came in? Well, you could look at uh, the health of the team and the improvement of the offensive line and the relative strength of schedule in terms of the opponents. Those would be three factors that would lead me toward the flock. First three games for Brock Purdy playoff teams. First three games. Playoff teams? Dolphins, Bucks, Seahawks. Playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. Dolphins with a... You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Clearly failing to a tongue of Iloa. Eight and three in that moment. Eight and three hadn't lost a start yet. Right. But 
in a spot where that team had been exposed. I mean, honestly, like that's we're going to spotlight that. I mean, who did Jimmy beat? Like he built his points per game up on the Cardinals and the Panthers. So like you got Tampa as a playoff team. They are yes, but are they're not? They are. Feel but like they're playing Monday it's night. It's a pretty weak team. <laughs> it's a weak Tampa Bay. I mean, again, in the, what and is in a team that was incredibly beleaguered. Again, a team that was really badly injured in their offensive line, and Tom Brady was wildly ineffective. Right, but we could do that to any opponent. Like, uh, there's a, put it this way: Brock's opponents versus Jimmy opponents. The the Brock's are probably more impressive. Probably more impressive than Jimmy's. I would say. But, like, the whole strength of schedule thing, I think, Kyle, Kyle, I know this triggers the hell out of you. Like, there aren't that many good teams in the NFL for us to say, whoa, impressive victory. Nobody beat the Chiefs. Nobody beat the Bills on the 49ers this year. I get that. Nobody beat the Eagles yet. So, who is it you want them to go play? The guy has played six games. He's won them all, and they've averaged 33 and a half points a game. I would I would say this in the flock argument. I, I think I land on your side here, Mark, but uh, to Dibbs' point, the Niners have started turning the ball over defensively a lot, which helps out on offense. You talk about the 33 points against the Dolphins. Good point. They got seven of those on a defensive touchdown. Against the Seahawks, they score 21. They get a late first-half turnover that Traverius Ward takes inside the five. They've been in the plus in the turnover margin in every single one of those games. That's totally fair and I think is a strong point. However, I would, I, I would then I would answer that with, can you tell me about pick sixes? Can you tell me about defense? Defensive touchdowns, because I feel like the 49ers, have they had well, they, any? They had the one against the Dolphins. I'm looking at it right now, yep. Thank you, Kyle. One against the Dolphins. It was a uh, fumble return, Dre Greenlaw, in okay. the win against Miami. They have any in any since then? In any, I'm in looking any? at the touchdown log, and I'm seeing Samuel Purdy McCaffrey, Ayuk McCaffrey, Kittle McCaffrey, Kittle McLeod, Ray Ray. Yep. Yeah, they did. That, Ray was Ray. A, that was a Brock Purdy. Exactly. That was a Shanahan that touchdown. That was a Garoppolo. Uh, yeah. Kittle, Kittle McCaffrey, Ayuk, Kittle yeah, this Kittle guy, where yeah. did he come from? Yeah. Oh, oh, by the way. Jimmy's supposed to be his best friend. Exhibit C, George Kittle. What happened when Brock Purdy showed up? He turned into Kelsey again. He's supposed to be best friends with Jimmy Garoppolo, and, and yet Jimmy won't throw him the damn football? So, like, what happened? Coinkydink? That's what we're going to go with? George Kittle became an elite player. The fantasy world gave up on George Kittle. We gave up on him. And oh, by the way, take it from someone who got knocked out of his playoffs because of <coughs> George Kittle in the Seattle game. Got knocked out because the Four guy was crazy. Touchdowns Kittle. from Jimmy. <laughs> Thank you. Kittle like a niner. That's Kittle a, like a niner. Thank you. That's my current favorite of the, of the guru drops <laughs> of the Kittle-centric. Uh, he's got 11 touchdowns, right? Yeah. Four from Jimmy, seven from Brock. In, That's, and, uh, in fewer games. And I'm not seeing any from uh, in, Trey. In fewer games. Yeah, Trey. Trey only. How many touchdown passes did Trey even have? Uh, zero. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had five quarters. Right. He only had five quarters of action. Yeah. Um, and, and four of them he were in pick. that Chicago rain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah, he had Tyler Croft open. He threw it over his head. I'm just looking at the uh, the touchdown log. The Niners have scored 53 touchdowns. And, uh, yeah, Trey Lance uh, had... Uh, zero of them. And I, yeah, by the way, I'm I'm also just like thinking about the 49er, uh, the, the the schedule uh, prior to Brock Purdy. I know that they had a pick six in that game against the Rams. 
You know, what were the defensive touchdowns prior to Brock coming in? I'm seeing three defensive touchdowns all year. I think it's less about defensive touchdowns and more about short fields. I agree with that, Kyle. That's fair. That's fair. But if we're going to sit here and do the points per game for each quarterback, you know, yeah, we can add in field position. You can add in a couple of defensive touchdowns. However, I would say that is such a large gap. It gets swallowed up by an obvious point that every 49er fan listening to us knows. Offenses look better when Brock got in. Yeah, it absolutely. Yeah. And that's got to be a thing. A click better, that's for sure. Thing. So there's some Brock here, not just flock. There there's is some, some flock. Brock, absolutely. But part of the flock, too, I think, is an offensive line that has gelled and played better in the second half of the year than it did in the first half of the year. And it's, you know, what Kyle's saying about the defense putting the offense in a great position as well. Yeah. I, I, I So, like, if I were to per- give this a percentage... Um, as a far block, as, flock a, breakdown. Yeah, exactly. Like the flock is a constant. It's a good roster. It has been all year. It has been for a number of years. McCaffrey arriving really, I think, sent it into the stratosphere, at least offensively. But Jimmy had uh, a handful of starts with Christian, won them all. Um, and except for the Kansas City game, which wasn't a full Christian game. But as we know, once Christian became the starter, they're 10 and 0. That's not an accident. That's a big, actually, point in the favor of flock. So I'm going to give the flock 40, and I'm going to give Brock 60. Just spotlighting these six games and why they're suddenly averaging over 30 points a game. Flock 40, Brock 60. I'd go the other way, which I'm glad you had that breakdown, which, uh, you know, 60-40. I would go 60% flock, and part of that is... You know, the fact that McCaffrey has really become a a major part of this offense. Eli Mitchell is back. Debo is back and the rest of it. Yep. Flock you. How about that? How about that from you especially? (laughs) Uh, McCaffrey more TD passes than Brock Purdy. You did? (laughs) All right. Jeff Hostetler and his mustache and his Super Bowl ring will all... They're all gonna be they're all gonna be on here next. The road to Glendale begins now. Brought to you by Merowest Credit Union, working for you today, tomorrow together. Plus, get geared up for the playoffs with our 957 the game shop, our store, the relevant t-shirts, DPOY shirts, merch from every show. Let's go. The playoffs are here. 957thegameshop.com. Hostetler next. Your calls around the corner as well on Willard and Dick. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.